0: Get the guide straight to your inbox at milescom slash free. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week, it's Janelle here doing another interview, and we are interviewing Gina Nelson. She is the founder and host of the Diving for Pearls podcast, which is a podcast about women in the UAE who are thought leaders, innovators, and visionaries making transformative inroads in their industry. She is an avid member of the expat community and has traveled to about 54 countries, I believe, across five different continents. So she is clearly well-traveled, and I just want to welcome her. So welcome, Gina. Thank you, Janelle, for having
1: me. And I just want to give a shout out to yourself and Joy for starting this podcast. I'm loving the rich, diverse conversations, and it's actually introducing me to a space in terms of looking at how I could leverage maybe my um, previous travel experience. So thank you.
0: Yes, and we are so excited to hear more about your travel story. So first, for people unfamiliar with you and the podcast, can you tell us a bit about yourself, like where you're originally from, and what's your background is in and how it really ties in with travel. Oh, definitely. Well, I claim um, Hartford as my
1: um, city. I was raised there. However, I am of Guyanese heritage. So my parents are both from Guyana. Um, It's in South America, although most people consider it West Indian, West Indian because of the influence. It actually physically sits in South America. So myself and nine other siblings are the first generation and we moved from, well, my parents moved, I should say, from Guyana to Canada to Connecticut. And so I grew up in Hartford. Hartford, for those of you who don't know it, um, it's a vibrant city, although it does have issues in terms of um, being impoverished and lacking in terms of resources. It is one of the oldest cities in America and has a lot lot to offer anyone from whether you're single to whether you have a small family so I grew up in Hartford and in terms of travel I'm actually a late bloomer when it comes to travel most people although now I've been to 54 countries and I only started counting recently and I'll tell our guest listeners why that is but I'm a late bloomer I got on my first plane at the age of 21 and my first travels took me to Tucson Arizona where one of my closest friends from college was living and uh, has a lot of deep roots there, so oh, wow. that's where I began.
0: Wow! So yeah, that's really interesting because like I'm used to. Oh, it's not um, unusual for people to not have like traveled anywhere until later in life, but I'm just I grew up traveling. I feel like <laughs> so my first trip was at like 15, and it's crazy that you've done all of this travel was starting at
1: 21. So that's really cool. Yeah. I'll give you some more context around that because my parents, of course, having a large family. Mm-hmm. So my parents didn't have the resources, I would say to take 10 kids every summer to oh, somewhere yeah. fabulous. So we just usually went back to Canada and we all got in the backseat of the car. We were small enough then. And we drove up and down yeah. <laughs> the East Coast, pretty much. So we traveled by car, not by plane.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. I guess. I grew up an only child, so it worked out in that sense <laughs> for me. But I understand when there's nine of you, that's a lot. <laughs> so yes, yes. we know now that you are living in the UAE. How did that happen? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah.
1: So interesting enough, I this was by accident. So I won't <laughs> say it's by design. So I was back in the States in 2013 and just kind of randomly Doing a job search, um, trying to see what's out there. Always been an explorer by nature and came across a website called Teach Away. And at the time, I was actually working as an administrator in the States, in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is a very urban setting. And I just started looking at opportunities abroad, and this came across. I had no idea what was here. Um, I had heard, of course, about Dubai, but that's about it. And I physically sit in Abu Dhabi, and that's where I've been living and working for the last eight years. So I found a job online, applied, and here I am eight years later.
0: Wow. And how do you, do you love it there? I mean, you must love it since you've been there for eight years, but... Uh, do you think you'll oh, stay goodness. there forever, or is there another move? <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've, I've, two things. Before I answer that question, I've lived in Paris, so I've lived in um, okay. two other places before here. So I've lived in Paris for two years, and I've worked in China and also Mongolia through a program called Yinguan Teach um, several years ago, uh, and this, is, of course, was pre-COVID. So in terms of, I've never expected actually, honestly, to live in the UAE this long. Uh, I've never held a job more than two years. So for me to be at a job eight years, that definitely tells a lot about my job. I've loved the experience here. Um, It is time for me to move on because I'm trying to really stretch myself and really grow as an individual. So I am, I have handed in my resignation. So only a few people know about it, but I have handed in my resignation, and April 10th should be my last day, not in the region, but at my job, the job that I'm currently doing, which is managing and supporting 100 public schools in the Abu Dhabi region.
0: So, Wow, so it's already time for the next chapter. What do you think is happening next? You said you're not leaving the region, but
1: Yeah. So interesting enough, I was supposed to leave here since August, and then the resignation just kept getting delayed. So now I'm looking at actually being here, but on a semi-permanent basis. So starting my own company here, um, Bella and Bella Foundation is, um, I would say, a community platform where we're really trying to uplift and inspire women, be they entrepreneurs, innovators, etc. So we're looking at a community platform to support women. So Because I've been delayed in terms of my resignation, I'm actually looking at the licensing here. So I'll find out in about uh, a couple months. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll go home first for three three months or so to really spend some time with my family because I haven't seen them since COVID and then come back here in the region. But on a semi-permanent basis, the beautiful thing about the license I'm looking at, it allows me to work virtually from anywhere. So I am gonna explore Europe again and also Africa. Because my podcast, I'm hoping season two, will start in Africa. And I would love to be physically sitting in Africa in September of this year, which I'm super excited about.
0: Yes, I am excited for that too. Do you know which country you'll start in? Most likely
1: South Africa. I visited in, I think it was like 2014, 15, I can't even remember. It was my first trip to Africa. Uh, fell in love with Cape Town, but I've heard so much about Joburg, so maybe Joburg. I have yeah. a lot of friends who spent time there and just rave about the quality of life and just being able to see people that look like us. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm looking, South Africa first.
0: Wow, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you. Keep us updated on how that journey goes.
1: Definitely will. I'm, I'm really excited about this Africa cha- chapter. It's all my vision board coming into fruition. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we love to see it. So we know you. Um, oh, I know what it's like traveling through so many places, but I've never actually lived in a country long term. Um, I studied abroad in Spain for a few months, but like nothing as long as eight years. So Tell me, what do you think, like, the pros and cons are of moving to another country? Like, what do you love the most about it? And what's the most stressful, et cetera?
1: Yeah, I would say the, the best thing has been, having lived in Paris and also China and then Mongolia and did stint, stints there, I would say the best thing is just exposure to other cultures. Um, it definitely really stretches you and put you outside your comfort zone. But one of the most beautiful things that I've, no matter where I've traveled to and worked, Just being able to make friends and forge friendships with people who just be in your life um, for the remaining time you have on this earth has been so wonderful. I mean, I literally have friends from Syria, Lebanon, um, South Africa, you name it. Um, That's been definitely one of the pros. And then just in terms of the UAE and everywhere else I've been, it's safe. So safe. I mean, mm-hmm. I can literally walk in a park at 2 a.m. and no one's going to bother me. Of course, you still want to take precautions as a woman Woman here, but in general, it's so safe. You don't have to turn around and see who's looking, you know, following you. I mean, it's been wonderful. The same thing with China and for the most part in France as well. I felt fairly safe as a woman. So the safety is there. Um, job opportunities, um, opportunities here, especially in the UAE to if you have an idea in mind in terms of starting a company, starting a product, a service, this place really fosters innovation and creativity. Um, So that has been some of the most wonderful experiences. Um, Cons, um, there are not too many cons for me because I've traveled so much and I always try to stay open and curious and really have an open mindset. Um, here in the UAE, I definitely would say a con is things don't move as quickly as you want them to do, because mm-hmm. um, for those of you who are familiar with Muslim cultures and traditions, uh, there's a term inshallah which means if God wills it. So, you know, kind of so it will be. So you have to realize they are relying on God's time. And some of us should probably be relying on God's time <laughs> for things, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. But um, so things don't happen as quickly as you would expect it. And I, I know I've pitched so many ideas with friends and even with the podcast. I actually ventured on the idea in 2019 and it really didn't come into fruition until 2020 during COVID, I just kind of said, I'm going to take things in my own hands and start it because it was just delayed and delayed. And then obviously COVID came and then there was some restructuring happening at the company that I was working with. So I definitely think you have to be patient um, in general when you travel. So here it's taught me to be even more patient <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I could imagine like when you're actually living somewhere else, the patience has to be through the roof. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we know that you've been to, you said Abu Dhabi or you're living in Abu Dhabi. What, like, I've never been to the UAE at all. Like, what are the things to do in that area, whether it's Abu Dhabi, Dubai, whatever city that you're living in? Yeah. So I'm um, in Abu Dhabi. So that
1: is about an hour a little more than an hour from Dubai. So most people go to Dubai because it's glitz and glam. And mm-hmm. of course, the Burj Khalifa is there, lots of clubs. If you love to party, I would definitely say go straight to Dubai. Um, in Abu Dhabi, it's going to be, you're going to get a more authentic feel here um, because they're a greater population of locals here, as opposed to Dubai, where it's like 90% expat. But the one beautiful thing in general, like if you're a woman, and you come here, every single night, there's a ladies night where you could drink if drinking is your thing, because not everyone drinks, but you could still get a soft beverage. <laughs> but if drinking is your thing, you could drink every night for free and not spend a dime out of your pocket. So most places will do promotions. They'll do ladies' nights where it's three hours, unlimited beverages. So it could be house drinks, wow. so whiskey, awesome. rum, etc. Um, some places do champagne and prosecco. So yeah, you could just look up Capital and you could find <laughs> a place to go to every single night. So
0: that can also okay. get you in trouble, though. Yeah, i would say that. <laughs> but it sounds like a lit, very fun time. Like I would definitely. Um, check that off my bucket
1: list. <laughs> I was up there. You definitely should. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. And I would say actually tie it in. If you have an extended amount of vacation time, definitely come to Abu Dhabi or Dubai. Both, I would say visit both. But then also tag, um, add Africa because it's so easy and quick to get to a lot of African nations, even Ethiopia. It's just three and a half hours away. And I visited about two years ago so Mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful experience
0: yeah I feel like when I look up um, different trips or when people are doing group trips to Dubai it's always like Dubai in Egypt or Dubai in Jordan or something like that like I feel like it's always another country like (laughs) tagged to um, like the city of Dubai which is interesting I guess it's much closer than I'm imagining in my head
1: Yes. And you want to maximize your time here, because normally most of us in America would only have like 10. I only have 10 days off prior to coming here.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Ten. So I wouldn't think of going this far across the globe. But now if you're coming this far across the globe, I would say maximize your time. Definitely tag Jordan, Egypt, as you mentioned, Ethiopia. Um, There's so many. Armenia is close. Georgia is close. There's so many places you can go. So definitely add another trip.
0: Yeah. I'm going to add this to the list. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So um, where can like the audience find you? They learned a lot about you in this interview. Where can we find you on Instagram or any other platforms that you share your travel story on?
1: So I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Gina Nelson on Instagram, actually two locations. So I have a fitness, I'm into fitness. So I have a fitness um, feed that I'm doing on Instagram at Gina rocks, the spot, like D a and then spot Instagram again at miss Gina P Nelson. And for traveling, I have so many (laughs) for traveling. It's just Gina Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I'm yeah. all over and you can google me so more importantly you can google me our website was supposed to launch tomorrow but we're slightly delayed but it is going to be bella and Production.com. so maybe by the time this um, episode comes out we will be fully launched
0: yeah I'll follow up with you on that and I'll make sure to link all of those things in the um, show notes as long and I'll also add your podcast too so people can check that out if they're interested
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that.
0: And so now we're kind of getting towards the end of the podcast. So I'm going to finish off with some advice questions. One, what advice would you give to someone looking to travel more often, but may not feel like they have the time or the resources? Like I know you mentioned how growing up, like your family didn't necessarily have the resources to send all of y'all to another country or anything like that, but um, you still found a way to, involve travel in your life and incorporate travel in your life. So what advice would you give to others that may feel like they're in similar situations?
1: I would say do your research because it is actually more feasible than you think. So one of the things I started doing was tracking my spending. So seeing where I could spend Um, not even cut back, because I hate to give women that advice, but where I can actually maximize my skill strengths and maybe offer some kind of service to individuals. So I was always about how can I multiply my streams of income? So I do things like tutor. I'm also a painter, so I sell my paintings. And that was the money that I was really using for travel. So I didn't have to touch my income. So I would say track your spending. And then see where you could actually multiply your income, looking at your strengths and skill sets and turn that into money that you can use. And look at places. There's so many places that you could travel fairly cheaply and even within the US. So I could say you could start within the US. I started my first plane ride, Tucson, Arizona. Fairly inexpensive place to live compared to some other places in the United States. But I say, do your research. There's so much out there to see um and just go for it go for it so maybe don't buy those uh stilettos you want to buy this week
0: (laughs) and put it towards your trip I definitely agree budgeting has always been like my least favorite thing but it's required when especially when you want to when you want to go on trips and then also with like Um, oh sorry oh no no go ahead Janelle go ahead I was just going to say, um, when you're booking a trip, you know, a lot of people do post like super luxurious experiences when traveling, but you don't have to, you know, stay in a $5,000 a night hotel. Like you can <laughs> you can find ways to budget travel as well to like kind of help budget and like save for your trip.
1: Definitely. And one thing I was going to add, um, you've had a, a lot of p- individuals who have their own travel company that's tailors to women of color or uh, people of color in general. And I would say a hundred percent, they most of the time offer some payment plan. So look into a payment plan as well with some of the travel companies.
0: Yeah, that's that's super true. I I did that recently, I feel like for um a trip to Las Vegas. So it works out. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Awesome. And so now we're going to wrap up with the final question I ask in every interview, and it's why do you think more Black and brown women should travel?
1: You know what I'm going to say, because we can. That's the only thing. I mean, I honestly feel that there's so much to be celebrated, appreciated, valued. Um, being a Black woman. And I definitely, you know, by nature of what I do and what I've been doing, I think we're all storytellers in some way. And I think traveling not only gives us the opportunity to center our stories, for all the world to listen, but it also adds another dimension to our narrative as a Black woman. So go for it. Travel. Travel. Um, whether it's for joy whether it's for escapism for freedom for food whatever it is self-discovery go for it it's worth it
0: yes y'all heard it here first make sure you go on that trip if you've been questioning it it's time (laughs) no more questions just go
1: yeah definitely a hundred percent and I think also just adding to that I think Traveling as a Black woman also debunks any myths that people have had around, you know, women traveling, women of color traveling, and not to say that this is the reason we should travel because you should do it for yourself. Um, I definitely think it fosters a lot of great conversations around, you know, including Black women in this circle of travel writers, travel um, you know, travel business women, um, individuals who are starting their own companies. I think it really helps to bring us forward and center. So like I said, go for it.
0: Yes. And thank you so much, Gina, for get, doing this interview, sharing your tips and advice and your travel story. I loved hearing all about it. And honestly, I can't wait to hear more about what you're doing. So we might have to do a follow-up interview in a couple months, see what you're doing then. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Thank
1: you, Janelle. It's been such a wonderful time speaking with you today. And again, I just want to give a shout out to your podcast. So you enjoy for really producing some great content and some great guests. So thank you for allowing me to share my story here.